0: Welcome to What's Up Wednesday. In these short episodes, I will summarize a recent study or journal article related to obesity management and discuss how to incorporate this latest science into your clinical practice. And of course, I'll be sure to include links to the articles in the show notes. So let's jump in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of What's Up Wednesday. I'm your host, Carly Burridge, and today I am going to discuss the clinical trial outcomes of the Surmount-2 clinical trial. So this was a news release that was released on April 27th, 2023 from Lilly about the Surmount-2 outcomes. So Surmount-2 is a study of terzepatide in patients with type 2 diabetes, who have obesity or overweight, okay? And the main purpose of this trial was to learn more about how terzepatide affects body weight, specifically in people with type 2 diabetes. So a little bit more about terzepatide before we move on, in case you're not familiar with this medication. So terzepatide was approved for the treatment of type 2 diabetes under the trade name Munjaro, by the FDA on May thirteenth, 2022. So what is terzepatide? Terzepatide is a once-weekly GIP receptor and GLP-1 receptor agonist. So in case you're not familiar with GIP or GLP-1, GIP, the full name for that is glucose-dependent insulinotropic polypeptide, and GLP-1, the full name for that is glucagon-like peptide one. Okay. So trizepatide is a single molecule that activates the body's receptors for GIP and GLP one, which are natural encretin hormones that are produced in the gut in response to food intake. And they help modulate glucose levels as well as appetite and do several other things in the body. So, both GIP and GLP1 receptors are found in areas of the brain where appetite is regulated. Okay, so in our hypothalamus. So, trizepatide has been shown to decrease food intake and modulate fat utilization. So, trizepatide is in phase three development for for adults with obesity or overweight with weight related comorbidities. So, if we translate that into BMI, So obesity would be considered anybody with a BMI greater than or equal to 30, or overweight would be considered a BMI greater than or equal to 27 with, again, that weight-related comorbidity. So it's also being studied currently as a potential treatment for people with obesity and heart failure with preserved ejection fraction. Also being studied for people with obesity and obstructive sleep apnea, and also for non-alcoholic steatohepatitis, or NASH. And studies of trisepatide in chronic kidney disease are also ongoing. So this is very exciting, and results from the Surmount 3 and 4 trials are anticipated to be released later this year. So let's get back to Surmount 2. So Surmount 2 is the second global phase three clinical trial that has evaluated the efficacy and safety of terzepatide for chronic weight management or for obesity treatment. So the Surmount One data was published in July 2022 in the New England Journal of Medicine, and this was a 72-week trial in over 2,500 subjects. And these were people with obesity, but without type 2 diabetes. Okay. And so in the surmount trial, in the surmount one trial, what they found was that there was an average of 20.9% body weight loss with the 15 milligram doses. So this is more than we've seen with any other medication. And 57% of participants in the 10 milligram and 15 milligram dose groups had a reduction in body weight of 20% or more. So, again, we've never seen this before. This is really starting to abro- approach bariatric surgery type results. So, in the Surmount 2 trial, they evaluated 938 adult patients. With obesity or overweight, and type 2 diabetes. So we know in previous trials, when we do these weight loss studies in people with type 2 diabetes, they tend to lose less weight. So we needed to see what the weight effect is in patients with obesity and type 2 diabetes. So Surmount 2 is a multi-center, randomized, double-blind, parallel, placebo-controlled trial comparing the efficacy and safety of trisepatide 10 milligrams and 15 milligrams to placebo as an adjunct to a reduced-calorie diet and increased physical activity in adults, again, with obesity or overweight and type 2 diabetes. So what they found in the trial was that tirzepatide achieved on average a 15.7% total body weight loss in adults with obesity or overweight and type 2 diabetes, and 86.4% of people taking tirzepatide at the 15 milligram dose achieved at least a 5% body weight reduction compared to about 30% of those taking placebo. Okay, only 30% of people taking placebo were able to achieve at least that 5% weight loss, which we know is, is medically significant weight loss. But then they also found that 51.8% of people taking tirzepatide at the 15 milligram dose achieved at least a 15% body weight reduction. So that's more than half of the people on this dose achieved at least a 15% weight reduction compared to about 2.6% of those on placebo. And Enterzapatide also met all secondary objectives, which included reductions in hemoglobin A1c and other cardiometabolic parameters. And the reduction in hemoglobin A1c compared to placebo was similar to the SURPASS trials in adults with type 2 diabetes. So the SURPASS trials were the trials that were done uh, to approve terzepatide for type 2 diabetes. The overall safety profile for terzepatide was similar to previously reported surmount and surpass trials and to incretin based therapies approved for the treatment of obesity and overweight. And again, the most commonly reported adverse events were gastrointestinal related, and generally mild to moderate in severity, and usually occurring during the dose escalation period. So again, when we're using this with our patients, it's important that we review this. Um, those GI side effects tend to happen, especially as we are escalating into the next highest dose, because again, there is a gradual escalation dose with these medications. So the Surmount-2 results will be presented at the American Diabetes Association's 83rd Scientific Sessions, coming up soon, and will be submitted to a peer-reviewed journal at that time. And based on these results, Lilly plans to complete the U.S. submissions for trisepatide in adults with obesity or overweight with weight-related comorbidities in the upcoming weeks, and they expect regulatory action as early as late 2023. I know that's always a question that comes up is when can we expect this? So this is according to Lilly. And I'll have links to the surmount trial and to this Lilly news release in the show notes of today's podcast. And I just want to finish with saying that, you know, Dr. Harold Bays said in the roundtable presentation on highly effective anti-obesity medications that I had the honor of being part of at the OMA conference last month in New York alongside Dr. Angela Fitch and Dr. Jesse Richards. And Dr. Bayes repeated several times. He said, remember this day. Remember this day, because these are historic times and historic shifts in the changes and the way that we can manage obesity and what is possible for our patients with obesity. Never before have we had medical treatment options that have these types of outcomes. These are really second generation anti-obesity medications. And so I think it just, it really bears repeating one more time remember this day. These are historic times. These are historic outcomes that we are finding right now with some of these therapies. So I will see you all back next week for a very important follow-up discussion about this topic. I will be sharing my interview with Sandra Christensen on sarcopenic obesity. You know, what is sarcopenic obesity? How can we screen for it with our patients? And very importantly, especially with these newer medications, how can we make sure we prevent it? And so again, this is a super important topic as we dive into this new world of these highly effective anti-obesity medications that can really suppress appetite, unlike anything we've seen outside of the world of bariatric surgery. So this is very important because with the promise of these new medications can also come potential complications that we need to make sure we get ahead of. So I'll see you back next week to discuss this important topic of sarcopenic obesity. So thank you so much for listening to the Gaining Health Podcast, and I'll see you then. Thank you so much for joining us on the Gaining Health Podcast. Don't forget to review and subscribe. And if you really liked it, consider supporting us on Patreon. Lastly, if you need resources and tools to help you start an obesity management program, be sure to check out gaininghealth.com. Thank you. And we'll see you next time on the Gaining Health Podcast.